This is Amber Stevens, and you're listening to Airs and Arrows, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of Airs and Arrows. This is going to be a good one, y'all. Like, ah, so good. All right. First of all, how was your Thanksgiving holiday? Did you guys enjoy your family? Did you guys enjoy all the food? Did you relax? Like, how was it? I hope it was great. Um... But with Thanksgiving, this now means that we're in this last month of the year. We're in the last month. We're about to go into a new, a completely new year. And I know some of us, a lot of us, (laughs) are excited about that because 2020 has been a long year. But let me just say, this topic that we're going to be talking about today, our words, it is going to be so important that we are mindful of the words that we speak out of our mouths in this next year. And you are going to see after listening to this episode, just how important your words are, not just for 2021, but for the rest of your life. And so let's take some time and let's listen very carefully to this, to this episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is another episode of Airs and Arrows. And you guys, I am so excited about today's topic because we're going to be talking about our words. And I want to introduce you to somebody who is very special to me. Um, This is my mom. Uh, But I don't want you guys to get confused. This is actually my mom-in-law. Um, Last season, I had my birth mom on there, but this is my mom-in-law. But I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we're going to get right into our topic. Well, hello. Hi, Amber. Thank you for having me today. I'm Stephanie Stevens, and I am am delighted to be here today and also to be able to talk on this uh, powerful subject, on your words. Yes. So you were uh, really the first person to really open my mind up about the power of using our words, how we can kind of create our worlds with our words. And so tell us why, in your opinion, why is watching our words or being mindful of our words so important? Well, number one, I believe if as born-again believers, uh, the reason why it's so important for us to watch our words is because we're really made and created in the image of Almighty God. And he really is the one who instructs us as as to how we're to live our lives, but more importantly, how we're to use our words. And so Hebrews 11.3 tells us that before the worlds were framed, the worlds were framed by the word of God. And so I believe if we're going to frame our worlds, they're framed by our words. And so we can have powerful, effective worlds if we're framing them, framing them by the word of God, or we can have destructive, crazy worlds, which mm-hmm. many of us do, yeah. and we come out of, because we live by our words or the words of other people. Uh, and they can be very destructive, unfortunately. That's so good. That's so good. And so using our words to speak things into existence, you just talked about that. This is actually a principle that 
is not, it's a biblical principle, but believers and unbelievers can use this principle. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. uh, You know, it's funny how we see that. We can look at our own, the pattern of our lives and the families we come from. Um, The Bible tells us in Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit of it. And so one of the things that we see, even with unbelievers, okay, get uh, the reality is all of us were unbelievers until we came to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can look at how our words affected our lives. You know, um, there's a saying, Stick and, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. Is That is the biggest deception mm. and lie. Words will affirm us or words will destroy us. And many of us are successful because we've had mighty, powerful words put behind our lives that taught us we believe we can do it or we can do anything. And then others of us, uh, we are held in a a chamber, if you will, or behind walls, which causes us not to advance because Mm. of the power of people's words, Um, negative words, words words that have affirmed us, words that have embittered us, words that have kept us locked in. But Jesus's words liberates us. It makes us free. And so when we grab a hold of the words of life, uh, the Bible talks about uh, how in his words, they're life. Uh, he gives life. and He's the giver of life. Mm-hmm. And so when we speak his words, we speak life. Guess what? We begin to blossom. We become um, no longer embittered, uh, but we're full of confidence and, and, and a mindset and an attitude that we can do anything. And I'm, I'm an example of that from where I come from. You know, I, um, I think I probably mentioned it on this podcast before, but I love looking at documentaries, whether it's sports documentaries or documentaries about business people, but successful people. And it always blew my mind that so many successful people used words to get them to where they are. Like so many successful people, they speak things, the things that they have goals about or have vision for, they speak those things. And so I thought that was also always, I always think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So What do you think makes it so hard for people to control their mouths, especially when we talk about negative things? So breaking habits, breaking the cycle of of what they've seen and heard from their parents, maybe even peer pressure. Like what makes it so hard for people to control their mouths? You know, I really believe it's influence. We can have good influences or bad influences. And a lot of times we're in environments, you know, and we're really products of where we come from. If we are coming from an environment where we have been undisciplined in our words or how we speak or how we react or how we handle things. Uh, You know, those are the things that's going to influence us, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that we, I believe that's really important, something my husband talk about, we talk about at our church, is how we need to be re-educated. There has to be a re-education. And uh, when we look at Romans 12 chapter, it talks about that we're to present our bodies as living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Well, a part of our body is our brain. Mm -hmm. A part of our body is our what comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be willing to um, uh, really look at what the Word of God says about how we need to be renewed. And as you go further down in that 12th chapter, the second verse, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but mm-hmm. be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. That word renew is renovation. We have to 
take out the old. Take away the old pattern, the old walls, whatever, however you want to reference that. But get rid of the old and put in the new. And of course, the new is the word of God. That's so good. You know, it's funny that you talk about the mind because it goes into my next question. So I, um, I was watching this documentary recently. Um, again, I love documentaries. <laughs> and the interviewer was talking to a particular motivational speaker. He's a very famous motivational speaker. And the interviewer said to this guy, he said, you know, you use really vulgar language. And the motivational speaker said, yeah, I do. And I, I use words very directly because it breaks the noise that's going on in people's minds. So in your opinion, why is it so important to use words to get out of our heads? So, for example, in a negative sense and in a positive, in a positive sense. So breaking negative thoughts with words, but also putting flesh to positive or good thoughts and prayers by verbalizing it. The reason why it's important for us to get negative words out of our head is because it really doesn't stimulate life. Uh, if we're talking about uh, the law of attraction, for instance, if we deal with that concept, right, the law of attraction is about attracting things that are good, attracting the things that we love and the things that we're trying to accomplish in life. But if you're walking around with a lot of negative words, well, maybe uh, in the process of walking around with negative words, it's drawing a lot of negative things to you, mm -hmm. a negative vibes. You know, uh, we talk about relationships. You know, if we're negative and we're always thinking about, well, I'm never going to have any anybody really good to treat me that's going to treat me right or that's going to respect me and love me. Well, you know what? That's what you're, that force, you're compelling it toward yourself, mm. right? And so it's so important that we begin to change those thought processes. You know, one of the things, of the, uh, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. And so we're going to have to really start taking time and start thinking about being intentional about what we're thinking about so that we can really begin to attract those things that are good, that are pure, that are wholesome and beneficial for our lives and not the negative. Mm -hmm. And so, and if we look at those patterns in our lives, maybe some people don't watch the patterns of their lives uh, or the thought patterns. And if you would take time to do that, you would see you're, you're really attracting a lot of things to you mm -hmm. in the negative rather than taking time and being intentional about changing your thought processes and thinking good. And so the Bible tells us whatsoever things are good, lovely, and of a good report. Think on these things, mm -hmm. right? Don't think on the negative. And um, they can be so, such a habit. And they're habit forming because of where we come from, the dialogues and conversations that we have, and maybe a lot of times what we're, we're being influenced by and what people are saying to us. So we need to change sometimes environments, conversations, and even the people that help enforce those things in our life. Change that out and get into a process, a pattern, mm -hmm. where people are instilling good and positive things. And then be intentional to pay attention to how am I thinking. Wow. Did you guys hear all that? That was so good. All right. Let us talk about, so you talked about a little bit about your upbringing um, and how um, important that was and where you are right now. So how important are parents' words over their children? Even in, even in you know, what we name our children, how is that important? What we speak over our children on a day-to-day -day basis, naming them, all that good stuff. You know, Amber, that's such a good question. How I was brought up, um, and you know, no fault to my mom and my dad. It was just that 
I realized the negative way that they were spo- they were spoken to, the negative way in which they they just approach life, you know, was um, it that it was very very bad, you know, and so by default we were affected by those things. And so uh, I, re- I remember name calling. I remember um, uh, downgrading. You know, you you felt like you weren't loved. Um, uh, you know, because they had all these degrading bad words that they put over us and put in our lives. And you know, one of the things that I used to always say is that my marriage. When I looked at my mom and my dad, their their marriage. I would always say, my marriage is not going to be that way. Mm. I never thought I couldn't have a good marriage. I always thought I could have a good marriage. And I didn't have to look at my mom and my dad to determine that my marriage was going to be not good because theirs weren't. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it's pretty remarkable as a young child to even think like that. And then the other thing is, is that I am still... (laughs) To today, I really am. I believe that I've broken through um, some mindsets and words that have been placed over my life, but I am still battling Mm. those things, unfortunately. So, you know, how a child is brought up and how they're spoken to is everything. Mm. It's everything because you become a product of your environment, like I said earlier. And so for me, bringing my children up and giving them names that really meant something. Now, the, the fortunate thing is that my aunt named me, um, and I thought, and I didn't find that out until many years later that she named me Stephanie. And Stephanie wow. means crowned it, and it means uh, garland. It means illuminator. Wow. And so I didn't know all that coming up. It was just Stephanie. Stephanie seemed old and antiquated to me, and I didn't <laughs> like it. And so I gave myself another name, which was Niambi. Niambi reflected what I did at that time. I sang a lot, and so it meant melody. And so it was really important for us, my husband and I, um, bringing up our kids, to give them names that really reflected the character and the demeanor uh, of our children, and so that they reflect that, that they walk in that. And so each one of them have a, a powerful name. And so I think it's, it's huge. In fact, the Word of God tells us that we are to teach our children in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but uh, Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, 18th and 19th verse, tells us that we need to speak the Word of God to them. Mm-hmm. And not just once in their lives. We need to speak it daily. Speak to them about the truth of God's word. Speak to them about who God is. Speak to them on a regular basis, daily. And I don't believe from a religious place, but from a practical place where they understand that if the word says, if we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he would help us. He would direct us. And so Ephesians also 4 says that we should train them and not provoke them. Mm. We're not to provoke them to evil. We're not to provoke them. Um, by calling them something out of their names or speaking uh, very demeaning and degrading to them. But we are to esteem them. We're to love them. We're to direct them. Mm. We're to teach them about the Word of God so that they can have a a biblical worldview as they're moving forward in life and then have a positive reference of who they are an affirmation of who they are, and so that they realize that there's someone that can make a difference, and that's what we want our children to realize. So good. 
it was so many thoughts that came into my mind as you were talking. Um, one of them I was thinking about when you were talking about speaking the word of God over them. You know, if you have a hard time finding words to say and you don't know what to say, it's like they used to say, um, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Okay, that's right. but if you have a hard time trying to find some words, you can open up the Bible, literally open up the Bible and find some scriptures that you can speak over that's your children. Right. That's right. Um, and then I was thinking about, I remember you mentioned a few times that even your children were not allowed to go back and forth calling each other names. And so like that, not only is it important for parents to be mindful of what they say over their children, but siblings. And siblings, you know, <laughs> I have a lot of siblings myself. We can, they can go back and forth, but you said in your household that was not allowed. And that so that might be something that you might be hearing for the first time, but don't let your children speak negative words, you know, about each other. So that was so good. All right. Lastly, we're going to talk about declarations. So we, uh, we did this um, exercise a few years ago. Um, and I think at the time they were called mantras, but whether you call it a mantra or affirmation or a declaration, mm-hmm. the, the idea is that you're writing down a list of things and you're speaking things into your environment, into existence. And so talk about declarations. How can we use them to create our, the worlds that we want and the environments that we want to have? You know, this is so powerful. Um, you know, There are declarations throughout the Word of God, and I think oftentimes because we don't know what they are, but is to make known formally, is to to speak as a determination, is to state emphatically and to affirm, or to make uh, evidence or to announce one's intention. And so, you know, there's a declaration in the Word where it says, this is the day that the Lord have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. That's a declaration. You're you're making an announcement of how you're going to walk out this day. Mm -hmm. When we say that we're going to wait, Psalms 27 and 14, we're going to wait on the Lord and be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. Well, you know what? You're making a declaration. And I think oftentimes we're so used to saying negative things or, uh, you know, again, things that's going to really deteriorate our day, our lives, our future, rather than saying, you know what, I'm going to sp- I'm going to affirm my day. I'm going to declare that this is going to be, I'm going to get through this. So if whether you're walking through a hard time or your hard marriage, you know what? We're going to have a good marriage. We're going to get through this. Things are going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if your eye, your husband's eyes are going in a different direction than they should be going, you're going to say, no, he's going to look upon me and I'm going to be, he's going to behold my beauty. Mm-hmm. He's going to see my worth. Well, if we're not declaring good things like God is telling us to do, and I know wow. some of you are probably thinking, okay, that's a little far-fetched. <laughs> but, you know, we need to speak those things that be not as though they were and, and keep believing that because, you know, it's easy to give up. It's easy to speak bad words or defeative words or words that, that uh, really kind of cater to your emotion or your pity. But you know what? It takes the strength of God and not just the strength of God, but faith to speak like God, to speak things you don't see, to speak things that that would speak to that declaration, mm-hmm. that announcements of affirmment uh, that says that, you know what, things are going to get better. Things are not going to always be this way. You know, I used to always say that. We used to walk through such a difficult time, my husband and I. And we used to look at each other and say, you know what, honey, things are not going to always be this way. It's going to get better. Or if we were on a trip 
and we didn't have a whole lot of money. And you know what? I would say, you know what? Next year is going to be better. We're going to have more money than we had this year. And you know what? We did. I love it. And so I just think that if we understand the power of our words to create, to create the worlds that we want to live in, um, we were in a, a low-income community, and now we're on the main line. But it was because I declared that we're not going to always live in this place. We're going to live in a greater place. Mm-hmm. And we designate what that greater place was. And you know what? We did. It took a little time, but you know what we did. Did we have to do some practical things in addition to speaking those words? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Our world, our words create the worlds and frame the worlds we want to be in and we want to live in. I believe that with all my heart. Woo-wee, you guys. Oh, my goodness. This was so good. I know that you guys got a lot from that, um, just speaking things. And the truth is that these, what we talked about today can be applied to marriage. It can be applied to children. It can be applied to your business. It can be applied to your family. Like in every area of your life, you can create the world that you want to live in by your words. And I love the fact that you said, okay, we did have to do some practical things because you just can't sit in bed and be like, okay, a million dollars coming to me. But, and you're not, you, you just sit in the couch. And do right. that, unfortunately. <laughs> That's not going to work. We don't but, have wisdom. We right. need wisdom. There you go. We have to walk in wisdom. There you go. So I love that. I love that. So good. So, Mom, can you tell everybody if they want to get more resources from you or if they want to um, just just get more wisdom and just instruction in how they can apply this this topic and so many other topics that she's very well versed in. She can kind of guide you and point you. Where can they find you? Well, they can visit me on my website, stephaniestevenspeaks at dot com. Again, stephaniestevenspeaks dot com. And also, uh, if they're interested, they can follow me on Instagram, your coach Stephanie at your coach Stephanie. Love it. Well, guys, I know that you guys enjoyed that episode, so do me a favor and share it, like it, um, tell somebody about it, listen to it again because it's probably something that. Um, you missed the first time. So listen to it again. And um, until next time, I love you guys so much and have a good week.